want to talk to you about the church. I want to talk to you about the church. I want to talk to you about the church that has endured much from its inception. The church that was developed as Jesus rose from the dead. The church that was created to bring together worshipers and believers. The church, not the organization, but the church. Not the denomination, but the church. I, I want to point to you and let you understand what the church really is. For the building that we sit in is not the church. <laughs> Cannot be. There are not enough of these buildings. And most of the buildings have been shut down. Hallelujah. The church. It's not formulated by a bunch of rules and principles. It was birthed through the death of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The church. The undefeatable church. The unconquerable church. Hallelujah. The church that is built upon a rock so strong that the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. The church, the organism, the units, the individuals that are known as the church. The church could never be steel or wood and stained glass and steeples. The church has been... It is an entity of living organisms. We are the church. I said we are the church. Every single one of us, we are the church. I told you that we are the ecclesia. I'll preach about this in the next service too. We are ecclesia, the ecclesia, where the Latin term ecclesia or uh, 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 iglesia comes from. Hallelujah. Iglesia is a Spanish word for church. Am I right, Spanish people? It is a Spanish, and that's from the, the word ecclesia, the called out. The ecclesia, those that are called out, called out of sin, called out of their homes called out of their comfort, called out to gather together, called out to draw from one another, called out to share experiences, called out to, to, to draw strength and synergy from one another. The church. Somebody say, I am the church. Oh, no, no, you got to say this with understanding, with true conviction, I am the church. The walking, talking, living, breathing entity known as the church. Let the church say amen. amen. The building cannot say amen. The building has no strength to speak. But we, the true church, the redeemed of the Lord, we say so. When Jesus said to his disciples upon this rock, I will build my church. He was talking about an organism, not Roman Catholicism, not Pentecostalism, not, you know, denominations. He wasn't talking about a reformation. Hello? When Jesus uttered the words to his disciples, upon this rock, 
I will build my church. He was talking about a people. Are y'all with me? He was talking about a people, a people that are so blessed, a people that stand strong upon his word. That's the rock he was talking about. Upon this rock, I will build my church and the very gates of hell will not prevail against who? Against me. You have to to personalize this. You got to internalize this. And the very gates of hell shall not prevail against me because I am the church. I am the unconquerable church and the undefeatable. You got to believe this. No matter what hell you've been through, you're still here because you are the church. You don't know what I went through, but you went through it. The reason why I didn't destroy you is because you are indestructible. You just haven't received it. You just failed to believe it. But God has kept you because you are his. You are the church. You are built upon the rock. And the enemy's purpose and job is to destroy the church. Everything about the church represents Christ. Christ and the church represent marriage. The church represents moral strength. Christ in the church represents spirituality. Christ in the church represents community. Everything about God and life is represented in the relationship that he calls the church. So Satan's desire is to destroy us so he can destroy the church. To destroy marriage so he can destroy the image of the church. Y'all not hearing? If I can destroy marriage, Satan says, I can destroy the image of the church. For marriage between a man and a woman represents the union between Christ and the church. In the book of Ephesians. Am I with Am I with the book? In the book of Ephesians, Paul said that Christ in the church is represented by the husband and the wife. So if I can destroy the image of the husband and wife, then I can destroy the image of Christ in the church. The church is the focus of the enemy. And the church is the purpose of God. The church is an, is a, an active force against the powers of hell. And the church is also the target of every enemy. And so you've heard throughout the years, you've heard, I told them, and I'll tell them in another service too, because I'm going to preach this for a while, I think, that the ad council of hell, there's there's an ad council, there's a team of advertisers 
in the demonic world. And they developed a campaign to destroy the image of the church. And just like, you know, got milk, they, they classified it as church hurt. And it became, uh, uh, it became a motto. Church hurt. How the church hurt me. How the church bruised me. How the church mistreated me. How the church ignored me. How the church looked over me. How the church didn't come to my rescue or my help. How the church got favoritism. How the church got their picks and chooses. How my business was told in the church. And there was a great campaign. And he used church people in order to advertise. Church hurt. But we forget that it's the church that was healed and that heals to this day. Somebody say, I am the church. See, we, were, we confuse religion with church. Religious people hurt you, not the church. Religious people abused you, not the church. Religious people overlooked you, not the church. Religious people ostracized you, not the church. There are some people that are in the congregation of the church that aren't the church. And sometimes they got collars on. But they're not necessarily the church because the church functions in a, in a, in a, in a, in a unified way. The church functions by exemplifying the love of God. The church functions remembering that God brought it out of sin, forgave the sin, made us holy. No, 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 no. Religion tries to crucify. It was religion that crucified Jesus. Religion tries to crucify the church tries to redeem. Uh, hear me. As this is streaming right now, I, I want to take away the notion that there's so much church hurt and take away the voice of the enemy that is heard through, through believers. Believers are the ones that cast the aspersion on the church. You know, we're the ones that talk about, yeah, I used to go to church, but I don't go no more because you know, they're just all fake. So where did you go that was real? Because if you think the world is real, they fooled you. The world is deceitful. The world is cunning. The world is abusive. The world is dog-eat-dog. I don't hear anybody here. And if you think that there's more sanctity in the world than in the church, you've been deceived. Amen. Well, no, see, see, you know, you don't know what I've been through. Oh, yeah, I do. Because everybody's been through something. When you came into the church, you didn't come into an alternate reality. 
When you walk through the door, you didn't walk into a new zone, a new dimension, the twilight zone, where everything is just angels singing and the power of God and no sin and everyone that's in there is perfect. Man, the church is filled with vessels in repair. Uh, you need to say amen because I'm talking about us. The church is filled with vessels in repair. Every one of us, the church is on the potter's wheel. Every one of us is being reformed, recreated. Every chip is being fixed. Every crack is being healed. Every one of us are works in process. Let the church say amen. But the good thing about it is we're still together. Give me 15 more minutes. In the book of Hebrews, the 10th chapter, starting from the 23rd verse, it simply says this. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering from it. Now, there's supposed to be a level of commitment that comes along with being the church. Over here. There's supposed to be a level of commitment that's not wavering that comes along with being the church. There's supposed to be a level of dedication to the work of the ministry that goes along with being the church. So the writer in Hebrews tells them, he's telling the Hebrew people, he said, I want you to hold tightly to what you've professed. In our American 21st century, the word profession lends itself to mean career. Hello? I'm a professional. I'm, I'm a professional. This is my profession. But this scripture is not talking about your career. It's talking about what you have uttered, what you professed, what you've said, what you've declared in your commitment, what you vowed, what you've oathed. Hold fast to what you, what you said. Hold fast to what you dedicated yourself to. Hold fast to your commitment. And don't let it waver because things go wrong. Because in this church world, things often go wrong. Because it's still made up of the same people out there. We're human. But you can't live by your feelings. You can't, you can't, you can't live this thing out based on what you feel. Because your feelings are going to change. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your zeal may be challenged. And your feelings may say, oh, forget it. But your dedication says, I can't. I can't waver. I can't waver. I don't hear anybody here. Your, your broken heart may say, give up and just leave them and don't go back to them no more. But your, but your commitment says, I can't. Because God put me there. So I got to endure hardness like a... I don't hear anybody. So I got to endure hardness like a good soldier. Hold fast 
to the profession what you professed through your faith without wavering from it. For he, God, is faithful that made you that promise. It's not the preacher that made you that promise. It is God that made you that promise. It's not your friend that made you that promise. It is God that made you that promise. So when the preacher and your friend fail, you still stay committed to God who made you that promise. Anybody? Don't, don't come here to go to sleep. You should have stayed home. Hold fast to the profession of your faith. Hold fast to it. Without wavering. For he is faithful who promised you. And let us consider, the next verse says, let us consider one another and provoke one another to love and provoke one another to good works. I don't have enough support. Yes, you do. You got brothers and sisters. The only problem is you haven't learned how to trust. I'm not trusting him. I got hurt too many times. Church hurt, church hurt. I trust the church hurt, church hurt. And then you close yourself up from people who got assigned to help you in your works. I know I'm preaching better than you're reacting. I, God has given people an assignment to support you. But because some religious people hurt you, you close off your heart to people sent to help you. got to learn how to trust I need you you need me we're all a part of God's body stand with me and agree with me we're all a part of God's body it is his will that every need would be supplied by one another we supply each other's need each member helps supply every member of the body. The heart helps supply the blood to the rest of the body. The pancreas helps supply cleansing. The kidneys help supply cleansing. I don't hear anybody. The lungs help supply air. The ears help supply hearing. It is his will that every need would be supplied. You are so important to me. And I need you to survive. You have to understand. Go back to the 24. You have to understand. We have got to consider one another. That's what the church is for. We're called out to be a strength to one another so that when we go out there, we go out as a unit. So that we go out into the world. The church was made to, to learn. The church was made to grow together. The church was made to be that help, that light, that hope. The church is called to be an ambassador. And we have got to recommit ourselves to the work of the ministry. I got to move a little quicker right now. He says, let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Then he said, for not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as some Christians say they, should, they can do. You, you run into some Christians. I don't have to go to church. No, you don't have to go to church. You got to be the church. And the church has got to gather together. 
Don't forsake assembling yourselves because you're the church. Don't forsake assembling yourselves together with one another as the manner of some is. But exhorting one another. And so much more as you see that day approaching. As you see the signs of the coming. It's more of a reason for the church to gather together and recommit to the work of the kingdom. It's a necessity that we lay aside all of the angst and all of the different reasons and excuses and don't facilitate the devil as he tries to remind us of things that have gone on and things that have hurt us. And Where can you go that you don't experience hurt? But the only good thing about the church is if you experience hurt in the church, you can also experience healing. Anybody? No, you don't know how bad the church broke me. Well, let's talk on the other side. How many times has the church salvaged people's lives? How many addictions have been broken in the church? How many people have come out of darkness into the light in the church? How many people have received instruction in the church? How many people have received purpose in the church? We talk about the negative, but we don't talk about the good aspect of this entity known as the church. The Bible says in verse 20, 35, Hebrews 7, 35, it says, don't cast away your confidence. That means don't lose your zeal. That means don't lose your commitment. Don't cast away your confidence. Don't give up your dedication. Don't give up that which has a great reward attached to it. Your commitment, your confidence, your dedication, your continuance has a great reward attached to it. And you cheat yourself out of your reward of purpose when you allow your feelings to cause you to shy away. The Bible says, he that puts his hand to the plow and looks back, not fit. You gotta keep your commitment. Don't cast away your confidence. Verse 36 says, for you have, been, you have need of patience. You need to be patient. You need to be patient as the church. You need patience. It doesn't go the way you want to. You need patience. It doesn't always go the way you expect it. You need patience. It doesn't always happen on your time schedule. You need patience. Well, I prayed and nothing happened, so it must be God telling me to go. You need patience. Wait on the Lord. But when you really want to do something, you make reasons and excuses. Did you pray about it? But God didn't tell me no. You need patience. How many times have we used that excuse and then found out that it wasn't God? 
for you have need of patience so that after you have done the will of God, you receive the promise. You need patience so that you can be steadfast and movable even if it hurts, steadfast and movable because you are the church. And when you do the will of God, you see that there is a promise attached to it. The reason why I came out here is not because I'm pastor. I came out here because I'm dedicated. I felt like staying home, but I'm dedicated. I'm not losing my confidence. And when I got here, there was a promise. There was a blessing. They used to say there's a blessing in the pressing. When you really are the church and you press through, there's a blessing attached to it. Am I talking to anybody? When you give up and go home, you abort the blessing. For yet a little while. And he that shall come will come. In other words, you got to keep going because Jesus is coming. In just a little while, he that shall come will come. And he's got to find the church working. In Matthew 25, it says, blessed are those who are found working. The church has got to be found working. Nobody. But we allow things to get in the way. But in a little while, the one who shall come will come. And he will tarry no longer. Now, if we say we're the church, the just, if we say we're the church, we live by faith. Not by feelings. We live by faith. Hallelujah. Not based on what happens to us. We live by faith. Now the just shall live by faith. And if any man draws back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. If anybody draws back, but I'm just not going. I'm just... I'm, Anybody draws back, you're not mature yet. To leave your post where you are needed, to leave the place for you to be instructed, to leave the place where the anointing will fall, to leave the place that will teach you, to leave the instructors and the congregation that will bless you, that you can draw from, because your feelings will hurt. My brother and sister, we are the church. We are sober, made of stronger stuff than that. Go back, made of stronger stuff. Now the just shall live by their faith as I close. But if any man draw back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Come on. But we are not like those who draw back unto perdition, unto lack of good works, unto disobedience. We are not like those who draw back unto, good, unto, unto bad works and bad habits and, and slothfulness and laziness and non-committal. 
We are not like them that draw back unto perdition. But we are like them that believe to the saving of the soul. We are those that are the church. We believe and we will see souls saved. We are the church that believes and we will do the work of the kingdom until those in darkness come into light. We are the necessary church founded upon the rock that doesn't give up and doesn't cast away our commitment or our confidence or our responsibility or duty for those who are dying in the night. We are those who believe that shine the light of the gospel to those who grope in darkness. We have a purpose and the very gates of hell cannot prevail against us. I stand amazed today that I am still here. In the last couple of days, I've tossed and turned on a bed in Florida. Tossed and turned. Lord, what am I going to do? What's happening with Perfecting Faith Church? God, it seems like we're being shaken to the core in many aspects. We're progressing so greatly in one way, but being shaken in another way. We're losing manpower while we're gaining a platform. What are we I'm for three or four days I'm laying on the bed in Florida can't sleep until four or five o'clock in the morning trembling literally shaking inside God what is going on not knowing that he was going to give me this message for today sometimes he wants you to feel something to internalize something so that you'll be able to present it and then God has to remind me, Donnie, no matter what you're feeling, I've got your back. I formulated this. I called this into being. I woke up yesterday saying, I don't even know what we're going to do. Praise and worship is on you know, hiatus and had to shut down so that they could consecrate, so that they could have the oil to flow because they've been working so hard. And sometimes we go a little dry. So you got to have enough sense and follow the will of God to shut it down. So that it can reboot. And so that it can be restored. Amen. So that God can prune and so that God can add to. So, but, but what am I going to do? I, I, I had my friends come last week, but what? Donnie, it's, it's not based on the personnel. It's based on my presence. And look what God did today. Look how he moved today. Look how he overwhelmed today. Just to remind the pastor that it ain't about you, boy. Just to remind the pastor in the pulpit that it's not about you. I've got this. Upon this rock, I built my church. Not your church, my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail so the Holy Ghost swept through the house 
So the Holy Ghost said, I told you, step back, boy, and watch me do this. And he swept through the house. You just sing a few songs and I'll take it from there. And he swept through the house. Not only in the house, but through the lens. Into the homes of thousands on top of thousands. That is the power of the church. Be the glory to God. Be the glory to God. Be the glory for the things He has done. With his blood, he has saved. Thank you. With his power, he has raised me to God. Be the glory for the. Everyone standing. I am 30 minutes over time. There's a world we are going to reach. Not, not we've got to reach. There's a world we're going to reach. From Haiti to Jamaica to Africa to Europe to Asia. There's a world that we are going to reach. And God is going to raise us up in-house and e-membership. And he's going to give us strategies. Yes, he is. He's going to give us strategies. And we will touch this world. Yeah, we will. Through strategy, through the screens, we will reach this world. We will fly on planes and put foot to soil. And where we cannot go, we will send the airwaves. And we will reach the world. Hear me, Perfecting Faith Church. This is prophetic. We will reach the world. God is raising up missionaries in the house. East satellite membership he's raising up missionaries but the church will move on forward the church will go on and we prepare ourselves old and young we prepare ourselves and it will happen quickly there will be a suddenly there will be a suddenly In the book of Acts, the second chapter, when the church was established, that suddenly reached the world. Y'all don't hear me. That suddenly, that one moment where the Holy Ghost fell upon the church, 
it reached the world for there were people from all over the world that had come into Jerusalem and they came out of the upper room and went down into the marketplace and began to speak the language of the people from all over the world and there appeared cloven tongues of fire like a, as a flame that lit upon them and sat upon each of them and they were all filled no go back a little further and suddenly and suddenly we are in a season of suddenly the reason why we do all of that different interpretation at the beginning of the of the service is because we are in the season of a suddenly to reach Zimbabwe to reach Haiti I don't hear anybody to reach Brazil and Portugal to reach the Spanish countries we are in a season of suddenlies Holy Ghost is upon us to reach the nations the kingdoms of this world so that they become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ and he shall reign forever then suddenly there came a sound from heaven I can hear that sound I can hear that sound can you hear it the sound of heaven touching earth The sound of heaven touching earth, our Father. All of heaven roars your name. Sing louder. Let this place erupt with praise. Can you hear it? The sound of heaven touching. It's the sound of heaven touching. All of heaven, rise your name, sing louder. Let this place erupt with praise. Can you hear it? The sound of the heaven touching earth. Hey! The sound of the heaven. Say our power. All of heaven, rise your name, sing louder. Let this place erupt in healing the sound of heaven. I can hear a sound. I can hear a sound. We gotta go home. I can hear a sound. The church. The church. I, I've got to go. I got to go. I really got to go. We've been here two hours. The church is one foundation. Is Jesus Christ, our Lord. She is true. From heaven he came and sought her. 
died. In Bethel they used to say, I come to thee, O Savior, for strength to do thy will. And I ask thee one favor in me thy spirit fill. For I need your rich anointing so that those in sin may be encouraged and inspired delivered and made free you know consecrate me Lord consecrate me Lord consecrate me to do anyone that's watching or in this room that is not born again this is a great opportunity for the church to show you how to come out of sin how the saving power of Jesus Christ can transform your life in a moment forever in a moment forever for the work has already been done on the cross of Calvary you have an opportunity as we close this service to give your life to Jesus Christ. Is there anyone in this room that says, Pastor Donnie, I want to give my life to the Lord. I want to live for Jesus. If that is you and you are not born again and you want to give your life to the Lord, just raise your hand right now so we can pray for you. Is there one? Amen. Amen. And for those of you that are watching, to those of you that want to give your life to the Lord, and no matter what country you're in, let me pray with you as this wonderful transformation takes place, this divine conversion takes place as only Jesus can do. Only Jesus can do. So everyone pray along with me as we pray for those that are watching by streaming. Everyone raise your hands and let's pray together. Just say, Lord Jesus, forgive my sin. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for caring for me. I believe that you died for me. I believe that you wash away my sins as I repent. So today, I repent of my sins. I denounce my sins. I give up my sins. And I run to you. Save me, cleanse me, make me whole, make me holy. I accept you today as my Savior. I give you my life.
for the rest of my life. Change me. By grace, through faith, my sins are washed away. Thank you, Jesus. By grace, through my faith, my past is done. My past is done. By your grace, through my faith, I am saved. I am born again. Thank you, Jesus. Now, Father, for everyone that prayed that prayer earnestly, I pray for them that the transformation would be total, that their sins would be destroyed, and that you, Lord God, through only your power, bring them to a newness of life that will transform them into the image of your Son. Lord Jesus, you've washed away sin. Now, Lord God, let them build their life upon you. Cancel every demonic assignment over their lives. And I pray, Lord God, that even as this pandemic lifts, that they would be baptized in your name and that they would be filled with your Holy Spirit even now. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, thank you for this day. Amen. Welcome to the body of Christ. Welcome, brother. Welcome, sister. Somebody praise God for them. Come on. Now, if you prayed that prayer, and if you gave your life to the Lord Jesus Christ today, I want you to type those four words that you see on the screen. Four words. No emojis, no extra words. Just type four words and four words only. I prayed that prayer. Make sure. Type four words. If you type anything else, if you put any emojis on, it will not come to us. But if you type those four words, it will register and it will come to us your name and your email address so that we can contact you. If you put an emoji there, we won't be able to see your name show up on the grid and all of that stuff. So if you put down, I prayed that prayer before and you haven't gotten a response back from us, it's probably because you put something else on there too. Four words. I prayed that prayer. And we will get back to you and continue our walk with you in this journey.